0: So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox. Hi honey! Hi, baby. How are you doing?
1: I'm not doing too well. Why? Because I miss my wife terribly.
0: You mean you miss your neck?
1: I miss my neck. My neck tells me where (laughs) to go. It tells my head where to turn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Honey, have you heard this uh, statement, uh, behind every successful man, there is a successful woman?
1: I have heard that. I've also heard behind every successful man is a surprised woman.
0: Yes, (laughs) because if that woman is not surprised, the woman will not be curious. The woman will not be open-minded and will not learn and will not be successful.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's the context in which that is said. I think it's meant to be more of a negative, poke fun at the man type of thing. Behind every successful man is a shocked woman.
0: I think that's how men want to look at it. But <laughs> that's the actual meaning of it. I just told you. A
1: surprised woman or a successful woman?
0: Successful, surprised, shocked. All of them are good. <laughs>
1: All of the above <laughs> apply in song, All of world.
0: the above make the woman successful. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so why is it that a woman would be surprised when her man is successful?
0: Well, because not too many men are successful. <laughs> <laughs> and if one gets successful, the woman is shocked. <laughs> yes,
1: well, men often... No. <laughs> Off, men are often big. I'm dreamers. kidding, honey. No, I I, I know. Oh my I know God! You're what's kidding. your
0: background noise?
1: A jet.
0: What did you eject?
1: No, there's a, a navy jet flying overhead. Oh. I think that men are often dreamers, and we often have good intentions, but uh, we often fail to actually plan on how to achieve these big dreams of ours. And uh, we we, uh, often fall short. We think that things will go a certain way, but we fail to plan. It's like buying a... It's planning on winning the lottery, but not buying the ticket, is a phrase that I heard the other day. Right, but
0: honey, I was just kidding. I just wanted to make you laugh, because fortunately enough, uh, pretty much all those close men in my life, family Everybody were always well-planned and uh, they had big dreams for their family, wife, kids, and they always fulfilled their dream. And I think they're all successful, not because their wife behind them. Their wife were actually shocked and surprised because too many unexpected things that their husband did for them. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm part of a very good family. And all the men that were really close with me since... I was a child and now mm-hmm. grow up. They were quite a big thinker and look always forward to find different ways to amaze their family, wife, and kids.
1: And then he met James. And
0: <laughs> uh, all the expectations yeah, you're were suddenly one changed. One of a kind. But you don't <laughs> represent all the men in America, honey. Because we also, fortunately, grew up, especially my, me and my sister, with a lot of American family friends and their men's are i mean quite their culture and persian culture match in so many ways especially American when it comes in Yeah, especially okay. family men in america the way they care for their wives and kids it's quite you know the same
1: mm-hmm. and what they're are, very what forward thinker forward thinkers okay so Okay, so you're, say- you're actually complimenting American men.
0: A uh, group of them that are actually <laughs> the American- need the compliment, <laughs> need to be complimented. <laughs>
1: okay, so Sana is complimenting the 0.01% of American men that are similar to Persian men. The rest of them are garbage. Uh,
0: where that statistic come from, honey? I just made it up. Uh, I don't work with made-up statistics.
1: Well, 72% of statistics are made up on the spot. Did you know that?
0: Well, at least some research behind it, then I can agree to it.
1: All right. Okay, so let's get down to the business at hand. I heard a phrase the other day, and I may have heard it from you, and I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but I thought that it uh, was applicable to us, and I thought it was worth discussing on our little... Show. It is the this is the saying. The man is the head of the house and the woman is the neck. Or something like that. If the man is the head, <laughs> then the woman is the neck. I remember. Maybe, maybe you can correct me on the actual quote. What is it?
0: I remember I think it was sometimes beginning of where we started dating. I came up with this statement saying, I think we had a discussion and then I came up with this to stop our discussion. I was like, listen, men supposed to be the head of the house and women are the neck. I think you right. were talking about something about women have to be submissive and, I don't know, talking about first century, uh, dark ages, you know, kind of a marriage. And then I was like, listen, men are head of the house,
1: women are the that- neck. Okay, so you're saying that when we first started talking less than three years ago, my idea of marriage was a first-century barbarian type of marriage where the man calls all the shots and the woman is just expected to submit and obey, never question anything. You're saying that that is the picture that I presented about marriage.
0: Yeah, you presented it and you're actually implemented. (laughs) it. (coughs)
1: <coughs> okay so not only did i fantasize about that but that has been the reality since we got married is that what you're saying yes okay give me a second for this jet to fly over hang on
0: Ugh. this jet sounds gonna be there
1: i'm gonna let it fly over it'll be there for no if
0: in the recording it will come
1: oh yeah definitely there's such a big pain in the butt I can't I, ugh. Ugh. If it wasn't for those jets, I would like living here. Oh well. What are you gonna do?
0: I'm happy these jets are there because I get to choose where we're gonna live.
1: Well, we're not gonna live here. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Alright, so so you're saying that when we first started talking and we were talking about marriage, your impression was that I was going to have a first century barbarian you have no say in anything in regards to decisions in our marriage that's what you're saying
0: yeah i started believing that but then at one point i tried to convince myself sana being sana (laughs) Mm -hmm. always giving benefit of a doubt to everyone um that you're gonna change but then actually uh after marriage i have Kind of revised and read, listened to all our conversations for few days, and I noticed how much uh, my uh, words, my um, statements to you, have been just consistent, the same, and how much you have changed. And so many things been said, and right after marriage is just gone in vain, and kind of I felt like how much disrespected. Um, I was and how much my words are not being heard. I pretty much say nothing. I have a book written here on my notebook that I would love to share with my partner, but I couldn't, never, because if I open my mouth, I will be either judged or I will be frowned at or I will be called names or uh, somehow I'll be cut out of conversation. But I also know that we had some good conversations and draw some uh, final kind of a decision was made and we both agreed and just I am not in your vicinity and I'm not just, I'm out of reach and it's like everything, all the time that we both put into our decision and plans that we make just went to waste, you know Uh, so yeah, basically 2022 is coming, and I still don't know where we're going from that one. If, if one day, really, I'm going to be taken care of. If one day I've fell down and I lose my voice, does my partner know, do I like cold temperature in the room, or do I like to sleep on my back? Is he going to tell everybody, hey, don't touch my wife. My wife doesn't like to be touched on the face, or is he going to tell anybody that my wife doesn't like chili in her food? Uh, I don't know. If my husband knows what's my favorite color, my food, favorite dress, clothes, favorite car maybe, or favorite style of a house. I don't know.
1: Okay. Getting back to the man being the head and the woman being the neck.
0: This was something I told you that time, and I was definitely not believing in it because i'm a believer and the wife is not the neck but the wife is the entire body mm-hmm. to hold the head if you look at a christian perspective uh, a Mary symbolizes jesus christ for the church and jesus christ is the head of the church and all the believers are the body so in terms of Jesus being the head, we are also called his brothers and sisters, as we will inherit the kingdom of God together with him. So we are not equal to him, because he is God. He is supreme. He's extraterrestrial power, uh, but we are equal to him mm-hmm. because of the inheritance we get through him, and um, what God given us basically men and women are actually equal. Um, They are different in their make in terms of their anatomy, physical appearances, or even uh, to be more factual, the role they play in the family. So the roles that are given to men and women, if you look at it into a believer's perspective, is again set by God uh, for But husband and wife are totally equal. So the role that man plays as a head of the house, the provider, and um, uh, uh, providing for the household's need and stuff like that, it is equal, and it has equal importance and value to the role of a wife at home, taking care of the household, his husband, and also taking care of their kids and stuff like that, which will come later on. So husband's obedience to God um, is required. Not only that, wife have to also be obedient to God. So when they are uh, taking care of the duties and responsibilities they have in the marriage, they always have to put God first and make sure to meet the needs of their family members, their spouses also at the same time.
1: All right. So you're saying that because the man is given a leadership role in the family, that the man is no more important or, or no more uh, valuable to the family than anyone else. It just means that he's the leader.
0: No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if, for example, um, a husband uh, become disobedient to God and then uh, think that uh, he, he has to raise himself above the wife because he feels that what he's doing is more important, the role he's playing is much more important uh, than the wife duty and responsibility and the value she has in the household, then it's going to fail. Right. The same thing for wife. If wife was to stop watching after household husband and the kids and other, other responsibilities they have in order to maintain a steady, consistent uh, home uh, for their family, then the whole family will collapse. The same okay.
1: way. So everybody has to know their role is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And honor their role. Yes. And not, yeah. and not uh, like a man can think, well, I'm the leader. So everything that I say goes. And mm-hmm. you are required to obey me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> right. Whip. Crack With the whip. whip. And uh, <laughs> woman, obey me. The Bible says so, right? Right. You're saying that that's not... Exactly a proper attitude for a man to have. No. If, if he is oh my God,
0: what's up with Jets?
1: Yeah, they're pretty bad today. So the man having that attitude you're saying is uh, improper. It's unhealthy. Does not mm-hmm. make for a happy household.
0: Right. I also okay. believe that a lot of men today, uh, or not today even, for many century or millennia, they misunderstood their um, headship or leadership at home. Uh, if you remember when Adam was, um, when Adam was in the garden and he saw his wife Eve for the first time, um, he remarked, um, and he said that, oh, this is the flesh of my flesh, bone of mm-hmm. my bone. Adam was literally saying that Eve is as equal as him. Right. So for a man cannot always <clears throat> regard himself, um, that uh, higher than uh, anyone else or mm-hmm. even uh, what you call uh, bigger, has a bigger role played by him than a woman at home.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Here's an observation that I've made. Um, we're talking about men and being leaders of the house. And uh, oftentimes you you hear this refrain of a man and a woman are kind of co-equal leaders Of the family. Now, in my own experience and in my observation of other married couples, at least here in America, uh, that often means that the woman calls all the shots. And the man basically finds himself in a position where he needs to go along to get along and oftentimes has his own leadership uh, taken away from him. This co leadership of the family is often manipulated by the woman to become the de facto leader of the family and the man is expected to go along with whatever she wants. Do you agree or disagree with that statement?
0: No, I don't agree. I think it will never work for our household because I am well-educated and I have been independent. I made a lot of decisions on my own, but... uh, all the time, I always ran, run it by my mom, mother, and uh, my younger sister um, mm-hmm. because I was independent and alone. I never try to do things uh, based on my judgment, my mm-hmm. emotional judgment. I don't use it, um, use my individual character to influence. Uh, decisions that I make I always also considers all the other parties that are involved I always evaluate the consequences of it and I will see how much benefit it can bring to everybody who will be somehow involved with the decision that I'm gonna make (coughs) and I always apply that in my family in my marriage as well Uh, so definitely it's a no-no if my husband say something and do something else that's where I really shut down and I will lose my trust. I might never be the same again deep down in my heart and that makes me suffer the most.
1: Uh, Okay, so that's that's the issue that I want to bring up because a man might think I'm the leader of the house, the Bible says so, so what I say goes and without (coughs) consulting his wife, without consulting anyone, he just makes a decision unilaterally and just expects the woman to just live with the consequences and, well, you're the woman and you're inferior to me, that's that's an unhealthy attitude that a mm-hmm. man can have. So what is, a, right. what is the right way for a man to exercise leadership in the family?
0: I think for the man and woman, both have to respect each other. Okay. They have to... They have to plan together, they have to make decisions together, and they have to look at the consequence of their decisions and make sure that their decision consequence do not harm the other party.
1: All right, so what if they don't agree? What if there's a decision that needs to be made? Let's say, um, I don't know, just to throw something out there, they're, they're discussing moving to a different place. There's some circumstance that has arisen, <clears throat> and they have to move out of their house and they're deciding whether to live in the same city or 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 move it to a different locale entirely and there's pros and cons for each but the woman thinks they should do one thing and the man thinks they should do another thing how do you resolve this like and, and well let's say let's say that i mean you they both think that their family should do Two different things. How do you come to resolution on that?
0: Well, if I give my own example, I would live anywhere my husband wants to live But uh, it's not the, a matter of where the my husband question, wants to live. The it's question of, is:
1: Okay, th- this is not a matter of what each one wants. Like the man in this position is thinking, "What is best for my family?" and he is taking all things into consideration and he decides this is what we need to do this is the best thing for our family but the wife disagrees well
0: well, if it's me I will be for full support of my husband if my husband um, do lots of research and Mm -hmm. uh, want to find the best comfortable peaceful place for his wife which wife going to disagree with that that's absurd if the wife disagree, then there's something wrong.
1: <laughs> well, obviously there's something wrong, but what if they do disagree? Yeah. I,
0: I mean, don't know. What as, I'm saying, as long l- as I know all the women that I've seen, and if their husband really uh, find out a nice location in a different region, different city, country, and they show their wife, and they put everything <clears throat> Uh, all the benefits and whatever was in the back of their mind to make mm-hmm. this decision, mm-hmm. and the wife sees that the man is genuine and you know made the effort right. to bring this comfortable house for me. Yes. Why should I say no? Then that woman, there, there's a red flag on the woman. Then
1: <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm trying to uh, get people to understand uh, there there are going to be times where the man and the woman don't agree on things. And the, and in this particular situation, the woman might have reasons for wanting to stay in this particular city where they're living. But the man will, will think, well, <clears throat> you know, I, I hear what you're saying, uh, but for this reason and this reason and this reason, I've, I think that it's best that we live elsewhere. So what I'm getting at is how, how can a man be the leader of the house— and uh get his his wife to go along with what he believes is the right thing to do without disrespecting her and and honoring her own opinions, her input to this decision that needs to be made.
0: Honey, you know what? It's it's actually really good that you brought this last statement because it kind of reminded me of my experience again when I was working. You know, I've worked with different managers and leaders in organization, and I have noticed that all those leaders or managers that I had, when they were up to something wrong, they always cut employees or closest managers who brought grievances to them. They never let them talk. When any manager or leader I work with, they start shouting 100%. They never had a good intention. Definitely something wrong. But loving itself is just enough to get your employees or those close to you to do go extra mile to accomplish your purpose. Sometimes they don't even get benefit. That's a very simple theory. And it really applied for maybe past 25 years in my life. And I ha- it applies to not only for workplaces I've worked, to my closest family and friends. It is true. So when people just become defensive and scream, something is wrong. Uh, As a result, always the innocent will suffer. But here, as you're saying, so the leader have to always make a decision. That's not true. An effective, charismatic leader is somebody who do not stand with a whip on the neck of their wife or their subordinates to always tell them hey breathe breathe on their neck and say hey i am here you must you must follow what i say you must follow my order no a charismatic risk taker leader one of a kind or the head of the house is somebody who will walk alongside their wife walk alongside their employees. they are there to encourage them even though they know they are wrong. They are there to provide them and give them more resources to utilize their life with abundant you know blessings. They are always there to hold their hand and pull them. you know So that's a leader. In my dictionary, that's how I see a person as a leader. For me, a leader is not somebody who has a PhD degree or worked fifteen years in multinational corporation, or is not a man who has been earning billion dollar and you know led his whole family to live in palaces or even travel to the moon. For me, a man as a leader of house is somebody who can be uh, who has an open mindness a grown growth mindness always think of development before anybody put that in their mind always think of how i'm going to make my family happy comfortable and you know always laughter in my house that's a true leader of the house definition of a leader of the house for me
1: so what you're saying is that if if you feel secure and you feel that even though your husband is uh, he doesn't agree with what you're doing or maybe you disagree with what, what he's thinking. If you feel that he is keeping the interests of his family and, uh, and and specifically you at the forefront of his mind, you're fine with his decision, even if you don't f- agree with it.
0: Sure, definitely. Because likewise, I'll do the same. For example, mm-hmm. very simple example. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I never bring up to my husband because I evaluate what is happening in our life and I observe my husband. Maybe I think he's very pressurized, stressed. I don't even say things, but I have a lot of good offers and I am thinking even if I run it by my husband, my husband will be like will not run it by me if even a little bit back of their mind they really wanted it so I do not even run it by my husband because I don't want him to even think that much hmm. You know, I want him to have the peace of mind I don't say hey you know what I'm going to give up my job here and grab this opportunity that is out there no because me and him had a plan and I stand by my word
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's me right I would not right. change. And I will be smart to analyze everything, the consequence of it. And if I run it by my mom, mom, my husband, my sister, or my colleague, what will be the result? First, I will analyze all those, and then I bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. Because I do not want to cause even point of you know, bitterness mm. to those that I care and I love, that mm. I choose to share, actually.
1: Right. Well, I've heard you say many times that you always seek uh, the input from people that you love and that you trust, whose input that you trust, before you make any big decisions. Okay. Well, that's definitely something that men could take away, is um, don't make decisions just on your own intellect or your own... I mean, sometimes you make decisions on your intuition, but... The best course of action is more often than not to get as much information as you possibly can, hold off on making that decision as long as possible. I think I heard, uh, I can't remember what it was, but years ago I heard advice given <clears throat> when there's a major decision to be made, you absolutely—you just wait until you absolutely cannot wait any longer and then you make the decision. You just, you just pull the plug, yay or nay on whether you're going to do something or not. You get all of the information possible. And then, you know, how you know that it's the right thing, that's probably for a different podcast, a different episode of this show. But, um, you know, there's, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do everything. And decision-making, uh, showing leadership in the family is is right up there there's a right way to be a leader and there's a wrong way to be a leader and Sana brought up <clears throat> the wrong way either a husband or a, a, a an employer of some sort you know if you, there's just a right way and a wrong way to do to to be that type of a leader so this is good stuff honey i wasn't sure how this was going to go but um, this ended up being really informative and really helpful for me as your husband I enjoyed this.
0: Men out there have to understand what is their priorities, and if they commit to that priority, everything else is secondary. Marriage is, is that type. that you, ha- you make a big decision to involve another life to join you in this journey, and you are obliged, you are responsible for whatever promise or whatever. Um, commitment you have responsibility you have to that other person likewise your spouse the same thing and Mm. if for any reason you fail it it's just doesn't make sense especially if you know yourself as a successful person in life and you have experienced so much and you call yourself leader of the house you know you don't want to lose your credibility in your husband and your wife's eyes Uh, because there are people who might be emotional but they are really strong and they cannot take one stupid stumbling block you know and they just hide it and one day just smile and leave Mm -hmm. do you want to regret it or you want to make a life? that is, you know, mutually beneficial, mutually, both parties are committed and responsible and uh, stop being egoist and think, this is my decision. Some, Mm. maybe your wife or husband have sacrificed so much, but they never shared it with you. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault that you cannot see it because you don't know it. Uh, Even if you said, you say that, that's also wrong. Something is wrong with the person, that woman or a man who says, I don't know, Uh, Mm -hmm. you have to tell me. Something is totally wrong. And if their spouse is just staying, sticking there, that shows they love that person so much. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Right, right. Well, I think what you just said is is a lot to unpack just in what you just said. Um, Men, we want to be... We want to be regarded as the leader of the family. But at the same time, we have to earn the respect of our wife or, our ch- or, or to a lesser extent, our children. Our children are going to love us and respect us in spite of our flaws. But, you know, we have to earn and keep the trust and the respect of our wives. Um, something that I have said uh, often, I don't know if I have said it on this particular show, But, like, disrespect to a man is akin to kryptonite. It's kryptonite. To Superman. It's kryptonite kryptonite to a man is disrespect. I mean, if you want to weaken a man instantly, disrespect him. Just just show blatant disrespect to a man, and he will be instantly, instantly weakened. He may not show it under that tough guy facade, but inwardly, he's weak. And it's a double-edged sword because we we need respect, but we also need to respect uh, those around us and those who whose livelihoods or, or their lifestyles are going to be affected by our decisions. And so if we go, go around making decisions <clears throat> without taking into account how it's going to affect our wives, our children, people around us, and we just do it willy-nilly, unilaterally, uh, w- without taking that into consideration, have we really earned their respect? Uh, On the other hand, if we do show respect to people's, uh, you know, if we show consideration to people's um, needs and their wants and their desires, and then we make the decision that we think is best for our family, well, that's respectful. And what I'm hearing you say is that if, if a man were to just do what he wants and say screw you you have to live with it you wouldn't be you wouldn't you'd have a hard time respecting me if i were to do that act that way exactly. as your husband but if i were as your husband if i'm taking into those things into account and being respectful and considerate of your needs you can respect my decision even if you disagree with it
0: i mean respect is something you have to earn it's not like you're born with it and people come <clears throat> instantly from far they can put you in the spotlight and bow to you no I have mm-hmm. learned I have to earn my respect and if right. I don't respect others they will never respect me
1: yeah yeah respect is earned and at the same time if you if you find yourself in a position where you think well maybe I've lost maybe I've lost this person's respect and their trust just the act of acknowledging where you have fallen short is respectable in and of itself uh, right. You, you can respect that and then if you change your ways and do things that actually earn that respect and the trust, then you know, there's there's always redemption when it comes to people's respect and their trust. Unless it's an extreme, extreme, extreme case. There's always redemption. But right. you know sometimes just acknowledging where you have erred in your thinking or your or your thought process, that's respectable in and of itself and puts you on the right path to uh, have, once again, having peace in your home or in your environment. Well, sweetheart, this has been fascinating. It's been informative. I've learned a lot. Just listening to to your perspective on this thing, It's it's really been helpful for me as your husband. We've been going for 38 minutes. I don't know how long the finished product will be, uh but um two minutes
0: huh (laughs) finished product will be two minutes because you're gonna cut it out (laughs) i'm gonna
1: cut out all the stuff that i don't like (laughs) all the stuff that makes me look bad i'm gonna cut it all out which means it's gonna be there's
0: nothing said about you honey
1: yeah it it was all your why do you
0: take it personal
1: no i'm i'm not i'm not saying i'm taking we're joking around honey (laughs) she's talking to the dog why is he taking it personally Yes, I wasn't. I, d- I didn't mean that, that uh, joke to become something serious. On, I was. We were just joking about it becoming two minutes. It's more likely going to be like five minutes. But yeah, two minutes is an exaggeration.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Well, everybody, thank you for pressing play and hanging in with us through this episode.
0: Are I'm done? James. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the neck.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we talked we're about the ob- neck plenty.
0: We only talked about the head.
1: Okay, well, we're going to have to talk about the neck in the next episode because I have to go. Okay. All right. Where are you going? I am James, and this is my wife, Sana. And together we are James and Sana. You can find us on the web at jamesandsana.com. Sign up for our email list and keep up to date with us. We're not super active on social media, so don't try to find us on there. But we do keep in contact with our subscribers via email. And we have a lot of fun with that. So, thank you again for pressing play, and we will be in your earballs very soon.